This is Mitchell McLam, lead pastor of Sapona Road Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're so excited you found our podcast. Our prayer is that you're blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about Sapona Road Church or would like to give to this ministry, please visit our website at saponaroadchurch.com. We hope you have a great day and enjoy today's message. talk to you for a few minutes today. I'll be honest, this sermon really wasn't birthed out of a title. The title really doesn't matter. Um, If I were to name it, it would have been called Faith Matters. But it really doesn't matter that I gave it a name called Faith Matters. As I was reading this week, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but if you've been keeping up with your reading plan, God bless you. I know that the Lord is blessing you in that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'd love to put a reading plan in your hand so you can keep up with what's going on. And uh, We started this journey in January to read through the entire Bible this year. Uh, You do it five days out of the week, and it takes about 20 minutes, uh, 25, I don't know how fast you read. Honestly, I read faster when the Version Bible app is reading it for me, and I'm following along as I'm listening. I also retain a whole lot more, so if you've never done that, that's an awesome way to read Scripture. It keeps me moving. It don't let me get distracted. It doesn't, I might see a fly on the wall or something, but that man keeps on reading uh, twice as fast as he's supposed to be because that's how fast I got him set, and it draws my attention back to the Word. So that's a tidbit of freebie for you today. Uh, but if you have been keeping up with your Bible reading, you should have read a passage in 1 Kings uh, here over the last week. Um, Maybe a week or so ago, I got behind for a couple days and called up, so I'm not sure whether you read it this week or last week. But regardless, you should have read this passage that I wanted to talk about today. Um, This is a passage, and I'll get there in a second. First, I'm going to read something out of Hebrews chapter 11, and then I'm going to read my passage in 1 Kings uh, chapter 18. My favorite page, I guess, if you will, especially in this Bible, because all of my favorite scriptures that are contained in this chapter are on one page in this particular Bible. If I had one favorite page of this Bible, it would be uh, 1 Kings 18 containing these passages. And so this whole thought process today was birthed out of that reading and out of that um, devotion time this morning. The Lord just really, not this morning, uh, earlier in the week, my morning devotion. The Lord just really spoke in my heart this whole thought process. And I've read this passage many times. I've preached on this passage several times here. Uh, so it's not going to be new. It's not going to be new to you or me. But the Lord shown, showed me uh, some interesting thoughts that I want to share with you today that I believe matters when it comes to our faith matters. Now, faith matters. Um, obviously, doesn't faith matter? Yes. Faith matters. It's important. We have to have faith. But faith matters matter too, if you will, if I can play on those words for a minute. Uh, So I'm not only looking at the idea that faith matters as in faith does matter, but I'm also looking at the idea of faith matters as in things that are revolving around faith. You with me? 
We're using this. That was actually where the title came from is it can be used two different ways. And so I'm talking about faith matters as in the objects of faith and how uh, faith works out in this story. But I'm also telling you that your faith matters. Hebrews chapter 11 verses one, beginning in verse one, verses one and two, I'll even read three. The New Living Translation says, faith is the confidence that we hope that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Let's step back. Let's read it again. This is the definition of faith biblically. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And faith gives us the assurance about the things we cannot see. And then verse 2 says, Through their faith, the people in old days earned a good reputation. And by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command that we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Faith matters. Now, if you'll flip over to uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, I want to look at this passage of Scripture. I want to read actually a portion of this. And then we'll break this down. 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 through 46. And you have to kind of have the backstory of what's taking place. Elijah's on this spiritual high. This, I mean, this has been an amazing journey. That's why I love all of this is on one page for me. I don't know how it's split up in your Bible. Right up here, Elijah has called down fire from heaven to show the, the gods of Baal or the prophets of Baal that uh, our God is the one true God. He's uh, seen, I love the way that one translation says that the, the fire licked up all the water. Uh, not only did it just dissolve, the, it licked up the water that Elijah had put on the altar. And if you read that, you'll understand that whole story. That's not part of this whole thought process today, but Elijah's on the spiritual high. He's defeated the prophets of Baal, and he's even set it up. They all need to be killed. They need to be taken care of. My God is the one true God. And then we find ourselves here at verse 41. And verse 41 begins with this whole thought process of Elijah praying for rain. Elijah has, the, the country has been in a drought for some time. We've watched Elijah's journey as God has provided for him. He sent him to the brook of Cherith, and there at that place, uh, they God provided water for him, and ravens dropped meat for him. God provided everything he needed to eat, and then we saw him go to a widow lady's house when the brook dried up, because sometimes the brook dries up. The brook has to dry up so that we move on. You with me? You with me? Sometimes in life, things have to get uncomfortable for us so that we grow, so that we push forward, so that we move on, okay? Y'all going to be quiet today. This is going to be interesting. Sometimes the brook has to dry up. So God says, go on to the town, and there's a widow lady there, and she's going to take care of you. Elijah shows up and says, hey, lady, I was sent here. I need you to go get me some water. While you're at it, fix me a little cake of food. The lady said, well, sir, I'm sorry. You're out of luck today because I've only got a little bit of flour, and my plan is at this moment to go and make me and my son a meal, and then we're going to go die. And Elijah's thinking, actually, you're wrong because God sent me to this place. And he said, lady, I'm telling you, if you'll take care of me first, you will always have flour in the jar. There'll always be enough oil to make enough food for you and your son to survive. They make it over that hurdle. That's a great hurdle they get through. The lady has to be mind blown. I don't understand. I had my plans. My plan was I'm going to die. And now here shows up this man and now I get to live. 
And now, all of a sudden, the, the lady's son gets sick. But God, I don't understand. You led me to the brook. The brook dried up. Now, you led me to the lady who didn't have anything to eat. So I had to, I had to prophesy over her and give her something to eat. And now you kill her son. And God cries out, uh, and, and, and Elijah's crying out, and, and he takes the dead boy upstairs, and he lays over him. I think this is so interesting, and I would love to maybe be a witness of this one day, of somebody full of faith laying over a dead body, crying out, and that body waking up. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be incredible. And so this whole story for me, which is not my sermon today, but it's good enough I have to tell you about it, is every move Elijah made was not about himself. It was about getting to the place where he had to be to be in the house with the widow lady's son so that he could raise him back from the dead. You with me? They're in a drought. Which is why it was crazy that Elijah said, go fill the jars of water to pour on the altar whenever he's trying to, to prove that God is the one true God. We don't have unlimited water, Elijah. This isn't going to work very well. We've we got a shortage of water right now in this moment, and you want us to go get it to pour on the altar just to prove something to all these people. Yes, go get the water. And immediately following all that is where this passage picks up. Elijah's on a spiritual high. And Elijah said in verse 41, to Ahab, who is the king, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. The New King James Version says, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Anytime I've ever heard the sound of an abundance of rain, I've been able to look in the sky and see this huge rain cloud, right? I've been on ball, oh, we were on a ball field some weeks back and you could see the rain coming across and we knew where it was about to get to us. I've been on lakes and, and been even in the ocean, which was a terrible idea, uh, whenever we could see the water coming at us. But we knew that the water was coming, not only because we could hear it, but we could see this big old cloud in the place, right? Elijah said, I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face beneath, uh, between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go look toward the sea. The servant went and looked, then he returned to Elijah and said, I don't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds and a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He became flashed for a moment. He tucked in his cloak to his bed. He ran ahead of, ah he ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. There's several, several parts of this that are so interesting to me. Elijah's on this spiritual high, and all of a sudden he says, hey, Ahab, go get you something to eat and drink. First of all, why send the man to go get something to eat and drink? Go get you something to eat or drink because I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. I hear the sound. Notice Ahab goes straight to eat and drink, and Elijah goes to start praying. Because he spoke at this point because faith, number one, is faith speaks he has spoke what was not there. He has, the rain cloud does not exist at this point, right? 
see it. The rain cloud does not exist. He has spoke. Faith is speaking. He said, Ahab, go find you something to eat or drink because I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And then Elijah, in that moment, when Ahab goes to eat, Elijah goes to the top of the mountain and he begins to pray. Faith is speaking. Faith is speaking things that are not presently there. Faith was spoken before it was seen. We've got a, you with me? Faith was spoken before it was ever seen. Elijah just knew. I've got faith. God's going to end this drought. Way back when we started this thing, I think it was chapter 17, maybe 16. You can go back and find it. He said, it will not rain until the day that I say it's going to rain. And now he says, I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. Not that I see the cloud rolling in. Not that it's time. It's the season for rain. Go get you something to eat. I'm speaking it into existence that I hear the sound. I don't see it yet, but I'm telling you, Ahab, it's going to rain. Proverbs 18.21 says that the power of life and death are in the tongue. In Mark 11.22-24, Jesus is talking. He says, whoever says to the mountain, get up and move and be thrown into the sea, it will happen by faith. He says, you say it, you speak it. Faith is speaking. This was all interesting to me, and I never really picked up on it. I never noticed it until this week, and I've preached this quite a few times. I love this passage. That it, he had, it, it never sank into me that Elijah, by faith, was speaking the rain into existence before there ever was a cloud. Faith speaks. Not only does faith speak, but then faith prays. Elijah just didn't sit and wait. He didn't say, God, I don't think it's going to rain right now. I didn't say, no. He went to the top of the mountain. And James says that Elijah was able in 5.16, James 5.16, it says that he was able to pray fervently. And when the, the prayers of a fervent, righteous man avails much, and he was able to bring rain by his prayers. The Bible says he went, he knelt down, and he put his head between his knees. There was a posture of humility. There was a posture of submission. He prayed. Faith began to pray. What's interesting, though, is that prayer wasn't answered the first time. It wasn't. So many of us have a hard time. We pray and God doesn't answer the prayer. So we're like, well, that won't God's will. Let's move on. Prayer was not answered the first time. He said, hey, I've prayed. Hey, uh, little servant dude, go check and see if you see a cloud. The, the guy comes back. He said, no, nah, ain't nothing there. I didn't see anything, sir. Let me put my head back down. Let me go back to praying. And fervently, he's crying out to God seven times. How many times do we cry out before we quit? How many times does it take for the answer to be no for us to be discouraged? How many times does it take for God not to, to move the way we, we've already spoken? He said, I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm coming. God, why ain't the rain coming? Why ain't it happening right now? Where's the cloud, God? Faith prays. Faith is interesting because Finally, the seventh time, the, the guy comes back and he says, I see a little cloud. Just like people to do that. I hear a mighty rainstorm coming and 
The guy comes back to report, well, actually, I see a little cloud. It don't look like nothing mighty to me. It don't look like it's going to bring a whole lot of rain. Matter of fact, it might blow around us and not even show up right here where we need it to. It's just a little cloud, Elijah. Faith sees things bigger than they really are. Faith not only speaks and not only prays, but faith through the process of the prayer is seeing things bigger than they actually are. It was just a little cloud, but it was enough. It was enough. That little cloud way off in a distance. When that cloud got closer, that cloud was a whole lot bigger than what it actually was way off in the distance. It was big enough. To, the Bible says the sky turned black and the rainstorm, the wind blew in the rainstorm and a mighty torrents of rain poured down. The servant said, it's just a little cloud, sir. I don't know about you. But I need the little cloud to pour down some rain. And if I've spoke into existence that a rainstorm is coming, and I've prayed for that rainstorm, it might be just a little bitty cloud, but that's God answering prayer. I don't care how he does it. I just need God to send rain. It don't have to look like I want it to look. It don't have to feel like I want it to feel. I don't even have to be in the season or in the place that I think I want to be. It don't have to be comfortable to me. I just need God to send rain. The servant said, I see a little cloud the size of a man's hand. And then it's amazing Elijah's response is insane to me. Because not only does faith speak, not only does it pray, but faith acts. Because all it took was a little cloud, and I, in my awesome map drawing, circled a little cloud. And then if you read down to the next, it ain't even the next verse, it's the next paragraph. As Elijah's acted on his faith, he shouted, hurry to Ahab. <laughs> Imagine this servant, dude. Ahab's on his knees with his face between his knees. He's praying. He's crying out to God. God, I need rain. God, send the rain. God, send the rain. Is the rain there? No, God, I need the rain. God, I need the rain. And I, I, if it was longer than uh, this little short time, I don't know how long it was, but my guess is there was some fasting involved. God, I need the rain. I need the rain. Is there rain? No, there's no rain. God, I need the rain. Finally, there's a little cloud. And I circled little cloud because the next part of verse 44 says he shouted, at the idea of a little cloud. He got excited over the little cloud. We struggle sometimes to get excited over the little cloud because we're waiting on God to bring the big cloud. We're waiting on God to do what we think it should look like. For a mighty rainstorm to come, Lord, you've got to send a big old cloud. But at the idea and the, the thought of a little cloud, I circled it. He said, you go to Ahab and you tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain's going to stop you. And I circled little cloud and I circled the rain's going to stop you and I drew a line between the two. You tell me how, in what sense does it make whatsoever that seeing a little cloud the size of a man's hand way off in the distance is enough. How can I have enough confidence in that little cloud to run back and tell the king, hey, you better pack up your stuff and roll on, son. If you don't, the rain's going to stop you. It's just a little cloud. But faith acts on the little cloud.
First John 3.18 says, Let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. James is all about faith, faith without works. The whole theme is that faith without the works is dead. And I thought about Genesis chapter 22. I thought about Abraham. God's promised Abraham. McCaden loves this story. It's a little Bible app. Every night he will not go to sleep. We have disagreements about it if it's midnight. And finally he has to have a Bible story or he will not go to sleep. I'm sorry, that's terrible for the pastor, dad, to say I'm trying to withhold that from my child to make him go to sleep. I'm not. And for some reason, he picks his story over and over. And if you've ever seen the Bible app, it's actually kind of cool. I wish I could preach and illustrate sometimes the way it does it because it's amazing. But God promised Abraham and Sarah a son. They were really, really old. And it was many years before the son actually came. God had told Abraham, your descendants are going to be the number of the stars in the sky. And I'm going to give you a son to let that happen through. Sarah, in her old age, has a child she thinks is hilarious, so she names him Isaac, which means he laughs. She, she's thinking, this is so crazy. This is, what in the world is God doing? They finally get the answer to prayer. The promise is, you're going to have a son, and from your very offspring, your descendants will be numbered, the stars in the sky. And the boy grows up, and God said, now take Isaac to the top of the mountain and kill him. McCaden asked me one night, Daddy, why did God tell him to kill him? You answer that question for the four-year-old. I don't have the right answer to that question. Because God's promise is that your descendants are going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky. And it looks like a small cloud the size of your little boy that I've given you. It has to start with one. But yet he's been told, take him to the top of the mountain and sacrifice him. And I wish you could see the image in my head because it's awesome. You should do a download the Bible app and watch the story because here you got little Isaac and you got a donkey that, that uh, Abraham's trying to pull and it won't go because it knows what's about to happen. And they make it to the top and there's an altar and you see Isaac tied up on the altar and, and it's like he's shivering and there's sweat rolling down his face and Abraham's sweating and he takes the knife and all of a sudden the angel stops him. And there's the ram called in the thicket. And Abraham said, God will always provide. You know the story. But do you realize that Abraham believed God? Everywhere you see that in Scripture. It says that Abraham believed God. Not that he believed in God. He believed God. And when he believed God, he acted on the faith, even if it meant sacrificing the small cloud, the only way possible right now that seems that God's promise could be fulfilled. 
God, whatever it is, you're in control. Whatever it is, you're the, the author of everything. And if you really require me to, to sacrifice my son, to kill what you've given me, God, I'm going to act in faith and I'm going to let it happen. Faith acts. Elijah, to the king, he didn't tell him it was a small cloud. I wonder what the king would have done. If he'd have communicated that like the servant communicated it. Hey, Ahab, there's a cloud in the sky, a little cloud, about the size of a man's hand. I think you better get in your chariot and take off. If not, you're going to get wet. The king wouldn't have responded. He said, you better hurry. You better go. And then it says, as soon the sky was black with clouds, Why? Elijah had the faith to speak it. And then he had the action to pray it. And then when he stood up from that prayer, just that little cloud was enough for him to say, you better take off, king. King got in his chariot. You know the story. I just read it to you. And the Lord gave this super special strength to Elijah. And he outrun the horses. What is it in our life that we've got to speak into existence? What is it in our life that we've got up from the prayer time too early? What is it in our life that we've truly got to the place that we don't even believe. We just see the little cloud and we don't believe it's enough. It's not enough for us to act on anymore. God was wanting to do something amazing. The thing we've been praying for, the thing you've been praying for, God's ready. His promise is true. He's faithful. The promise is yes and amen. The question is, do we have the faith that matters to speak it before we ever see it? I told you short, sweet, to the point. I don't know what, um, what your family needs, but I'm confident that if you'll start speaking it, you'll start seeing it. I believe that wholeheartedly. If Elijah, who Hebrew says was just, actually it was James, said, he was merely human just like you and I. God gave him the supernatural power to run really fast, to outrun the chariot, to outrun the rain. But he was nobody any different than I was. And if God allowed that man to lay over a dead boy and bring him back to life, and then God allowed that man
to lay a bull on an altar and call down fire from heaven to completely disintegrate the sacrifice, if God allowed that man to get on his knees and pray that a cloud would form in the sky, don't you think he could do the same thing for you? You know how I know Elijah's human? Again, it's all on the same page. A man has just called down rain from heaven. And in chapter 19, he goes into a depression. He goes into this dark place. In verse 3, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah. He left his servant there. He went alone into the wilderness. He, went, he wanted to be isolated. He wanted to be left alone. He sat down on a, under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord. Take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who already died. What happened? This is the man who just prayed that a cloud would be created in heaven, and there it was. And now he said, I've had enough. I'm ready to die. Then he lay down and slept under the tree. But as he was sleeping, which I've underlined that and drawn my little map to Psalm 23, because the whole theme for this whole thought process was that he needed to rest. He needed to be led to rest. While he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around, so then he ate, he lay down, he went back to sleep again. The angel of the Lord came again and he said, get up and eat some more for the journey ahead of you will be too much for you. And then here's this supernatural bread of life in verse 8. So he got up, he ate, he drank the food, gave him enough strength to travel for 40 days. And Elijah was human. He had to have been or else he wouldn't have gone straight into this slump after this high. I don't know if that's how your life works. It's often how my life works. Mondays are not normally fun days for me because Sunday, spiritually, I've been at this place that, that has been, there's this weight, this anointing. And so Mondays normally are these crash days for me. I don't even want to get out of bed most Mondays. Let's be real. I don't think it's really a whole lot different for any of us. When we're on this high, when things are going great, it's like God is doing these amazing things and all of a sudden something happens and, and maybe we just feel like we begin to pray in this rain cloud, even though it was little, we believed it was more than it really was, more than what we could see. We believed in that. We believed God and we acted on that faith. And when we acted on that faith, rain came. Maybe we're on that kind of high, but then after that kind of high, the next morning we wake up and we're like, I'm just done. I've had enough. Elijah was human. But the faith matters that Elijah had allowed him to do some amazing things. So if Elijah can do that, if Elijah can speak those things into existence, you can too. Would you stand with me? whole year for us began under a, under a thought process of the seen versus the unseen. This whole idea is no different. 
There was no cloud in the sky when Elijah said, I hear the sound of a rainstorm. If there was, it was so far off that the naked eye couldn't see it. If it could have been seen, the servant would have seen it the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, even the sixth time. Elijah's speaking to something that's not even there. Maybe it's time for us to do the same. Whatever it is we're praying, we're asking God for, maybe whatever it is we feel like we need, maybe it's time to speak it. Maybe it's time to say, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I hear rain coming. It had never rained before God flooded the earth, but it rained that day for 40 days. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Maybe we need to go back to the place where we don't pray once or twice and give up on the whole idea. Maybe it's time to act on that faith. Father, Lord, this whole idea, this whole thought process today of speaking in faith what's not even seen. Father, is huge. It's hard because it's, it allows us, Lord, to be wrong. It allows what we speak to not actually be what your will is to do and therefore makes us feel like the prayer was incorrect that we were wrong and maybe we didn't have enough faith. God, but your word tells me that anything I ask according to your will would be done. So today, Lord, I think it's time that we begin to speak some things into existence. I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm. God, I don't know where it would come from. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what, what it's going to feel like. God, I don't know what that is. Father, but I believe there's a rainstorm. Not only in my life, but over every one of our lives here today. God, and it's time for us to speak that. It's time for us to allow our faith to speak. Faith being the evidence of things hoped for and the assurance of things not seen, God. Lord, it's not there. But our faith says, speak. God, and after we speak, we're going to pray. We're going to cry out, Father, and it's, we're not going to give up. It's going to be fervent, persistent prayers, God. Maybe those prayers include fasting. Maybe those prayers include uh, some time away from the things that would be normal in our life, God. And when we begin to see you move, we're not going to underestimate the power of the little cloud. We're going to act. We're going to run courageously, Father, in your blessing. Family, if you're here today, and you've been praying for God to do something in your life. You're waiting 
on God to move in a situation, on God to do something great for your family. We've got some in the room that are looking for jobs. We've got some in the room that are needing God to to perform miracles in their life, their body. We've got some in the room that have got lost children. We need God to move. You need a rainstorm. Would you come and join me in these altars for a few moments? Let's speak to these things. And then we're going to pray. to speak to that thing today Elijah needed rain he said I hear the sound of a mighty rainstorm I hear the sound of an abundance of rain I hear the sound of a phone call that the job's going to pull through that God's got lined up I hear the sound of a phone call that the doctor's going to give a report that needs to be needs to be heard I hear the sound out of an abundance of rain. I hear the sound, Lord, of kids and grandkids beginning to speak life. Got aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews beginning to understand that your love is powerful. I hear the sound of love coming off of their tongue as they've given their life to you. I hear the sound, Lord. speak it today our faith is speaking it today then pray Father take a minute and pray Father whatever it is God Lord you know your will is going to be done Lord, I pray for those jobs, God, that we are speaking into existence. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, the jobs would come, the phone calls would come. I don't know what it would look like. I don't even know that the job would be the job that's been applied for, Lord, but a job's going to come. Something's going to happen. Breakthrough's going to happen. God, I'm, I'm praying, Father, for those children, those grandchildren, the nieces, the nephews, Father, to come home, to come to you, God, to come to salvation. Save their souls, Lord. Holy Spirit, send somebody, send something to, to show them that they are loved. They matter. God, touch the bodies today that are in need, the broken uh, bodies, Father, the struggles, the, the viruses, God, the infections, Lord, the aching bones, the, the things that need to be put back together. God, move in those people today. God, let your will be done in every situation. Father, we pray today in faith. knowing that even though it might be a little cloud, it's a cloud that you sent and it's going to bring a mighty downpour. It's going to bring a mighty downpour, Lord. 
Hallelujah. 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 Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Now thank him. Act in faith and thanksgiving. Thank you, Father. We know it's done. We believe it's done. We're not going to stop praying. We're not going to, to quit praying. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep pressing in. We're going to keep fasting. We're going to keep pushing on, God. We know that it's coming, God, but we're thanking you in advance, God. That little glimpse of hope, that little glimpse of a cloud, Father, that little bitty cloud is enough, God, that we're going to give you praise. We're going to act on it, believe in God that things are coming our way. Breakthroughs coming, Father. You're going to move mountains. God, you're going to do great things, Father, through our faith today. Our faith matters, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And every victory is yours. You've won every battle. You've conquered every fear. God, you've put everything in its place. Everything is working together, God, for my good. Even the bad, God, is working for my good, to make me better, to help me grow. The brook may have dried up, Father, but it's just so that I move on to the next place, God. The next season, it may not make any sense, Father. God, but you're going to provide. You always provide. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Father, today I pray blessings over your people. Lord, I pray that you would bless your people greatly. Father, I pray that you give them grace and peace, Lord, protection, provision. God, let your face shine on them. Let them feel the joy of your presence. Give them peace, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.